Hey, welcome everybody to On Microsoft, the On, I mean On Podcast, the On <laughs> Microsoft Podcast that talks about Microsoft things on a podcast. Uh, I am uh, your co-host today, Kareem Anderson. I'm joined by the world's greatest co-host, RF Bacchus. And we'll be talking about Microsoft stuff on this podcast. Uh, we have lots of it today. Uh, we're glad you guys are joining us. Uh, but it's it's going to be, looks like a jam-packed Windows, Xbox kind of gaming podcast. So for those of you who've been waiting for one of those, we got it for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let you yeah, start. Just give us some of the rundown. Yeah. So we have three topics of discussion today. Our first one is uh, Xbox Cloud Gaming finally coming to Windows 10. I know... We talked about this like every podcast for like the last what was it six months year year when when is <laughs> well, X- we've been on for about six months but yeah. we've been writing about this for years when is X Cloud going to come to Windows 10 and now it's finally here and uh, I yeah. have some hands on time with that that I want to talk about that'll be fun uh, then we're gonna be talking about uh, new Windows 10 App Store rumors uh, we kind of dismissed this when we had the minor very minor refresh but it looks like uh this we got a whole bunch of new information about it uh so we'll be talking about you know what the new app store might mean and then i know the third topic is one that has been very controversial on twitter in uh panos panay's uh, twitter replies might um, be interesting if you were to say so right <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh good segue news and interest is now rolling out in the windows 10 taskbar um over the next few weeks in quotes, whatever that means. So that is our third topic, and um, we'll get into what news and interest is if you guys aren't familiar with it. And then um, for a week ahead, we have a lot of reviews coming up, if I'm not mistaken. We do. Uh, we have uh, we have your Dell XPS 13 review, your 2-in-1. Yep. Uh, you've been kind of eagerly awaiting that, and I, I mean, just from our own conversations off mic, you've been super excited about that, so... We'll, we'll see uh, how it's worn on you after a couple more days. And then I also have my MLB The Show 21 review, which, as we said last week, was coming to... Well, it's not coming to. is now on Xbox Game Pass. And I've been playing the game a little bit obs- obsessively the last week, so I had some solid hands-on time with the game. So look forward to my review next week. And then I know and, the, there's also some news yeah. about Linux on Windows 10. Yeah, yeah, for all of our developer friends out there and and for the people that have been chanting that this is the year of Linux, it may (laughs) actually be, uh, 2021 may actually be, we're getting Linux uh, GUI apps uh, in Windows 10, so you won't need to uh, use VMs necessarily uh, anymore. So that should be pretty fun. Yeah, and why don't you get us started by introducing Xbox Cloud Gaming on Windows 10? I know you're a Windows 10 fan, and this is like right up your alley to have Xbox on Windows 10. Yeah, we finally have gotten it, uh, and it came as a bundle with Windows 10 uh, and iOS. So previously, you know, kind of giving a quick history, uh, they tested it out. They opened it up for iOS and Android. Uh, they really got the ball going on Android for a while. Couldn't get the uh, store agreements or the licensing or however the back business deals were made to get on iOS. So they just shut it down, uh, and it ran for about uh, six months uh, year, uh, last year, I believe, or so, uh, somewhere between the summer and uh, with an official uh, end date, I believe, in November or so, or something like that. So they ran it uh, for insiders at the beginning of summer. They ran a full kind of beta in October. Then they shut it all down again uh, <laughs> going into winter. <laughs> uh, and this, again, this is all on Android. Uh, we were all expecting it to, you know, you know, Windows is their 
primary platform. They finally got it to work on this and they're doing it via the browser. So uh, just to kind of get more details, um, starting April 20th, which was uh, earlier this week, it uh, became possible to enjoy xCloud games on iOS and Windows 10 via the web. Uh, as we said, they're doing a browser, not doing dedicated apps, so we don't need to worry about uh, Electron or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> they've been straight to the browser. I mean, this is probably how they got around the iOS issue as well, uh, and in-app purchases, which is you know kind of another thing. We could talk about it for a different day. Uh, it's only for select Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members, but it has access to over 100 cloud-enabled Xbox games on Windows 10 PCs and Apple uh, iPhones or iPads via the web. Uh, and you have to go to xbox.com backslash play uh, to try it out. Again, um, I believe this was so far invite only and the rolling out invite. So this wasn't like the game of batch and that's it. Uh, more people, as you know, we've been searching the web, have been getting invites. I haven't gotten one. So I'm looking at you, Xbox. I'd love <laughs> to try it out. Uh, but my co-host got one. Uh, other people are getting them. Uh, so check. I believe it's email. Yeah, they they uh, send they send out an invite to your uh, email tied to your Microsoft account, and you just follow the instructions and click the link, and you're able to um, get started. Yeah, I spent 20 minutes cursing at the app, saying, you know, refreshing. Where is it? Where is it? It's <laughs> via email. Uh, uh, Microsoft's cloud gaming technology will work on Microsoft Edge, Google Chrome, Apple Safari. So again, any browser basically, you just have to go to the right URL. Uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members who receive a beta invite will just need to. I just need a compatible Bluetooth or USB connected controller to get started. Uh, but you know, you know, there are over 50 Xbox Game Pass games uh, that also support touch controls, which I think uh, you kind of uh, have some you know, hands-on with that kind of stuff with, for the touch controls. That'll be interesting because, again, I've played every Xbox game with an Xbox controller. Uh, well, I take that back. There was that, what was it? Um, uh, Halo, the one for Windows Phone, what was it? Something strike or assault, something or other. It was like the Halo <laughs> for smartphones. That was the touch control one, but that's fun. Uh, I'll let you get into some of your hands-on, though, if you want to. Yeah, so I spent uh, the bulk of yesterday. Um, today's Saturday. We filmed Saturday, and yesterday was Friday. I spent, I think it was about five or so hours playing around with this and filming B-roll and setting up my tripod and all kinds of fancy stuff for it. And... Um, I tried it out, and the thing I love about it is that it's super simple, and since it works via the web, you could try it on almost anything. I tried it on my um, XPS 13 2-in-1, I tried it on my HP Envy laptop, I tried it on my iPhone, and of course I was already trying xCloud on my Android. But um, the UI of um, xbox.com slash play, which is where you go to try out the um, experience, it is really clean and really concise. They have uh, different areas that you could go to to try to look at the games. Up top, they have featured games where you could um, check out games that Microsoft is promoting. They have uh, a jump back in section where you could go and play games that you were either already playing on Xbox or PC or even on the cloud. Then they have a special section for games where you could play with touch. Uh, uh, Minecraft Dungeon is one of the games that were there. And also like um, some of those classic games like Celeste and Bridge Construction Portal. And there's a, like Kareem said, there's 50 games that you could play with touch. And then there's another section where Microsoft promotes um, games that were added to Game Pass and games that are leaving soon, then you could also sort by different game types. Of course, that's just the main UI that I wanted to get into. 
And anyway, I played it mainly on Windows 10, and I hardwired my computer in via Ethernet to make sure that I'm not getting any lag because to play um, Xbox Cloud Gaming on the web, Microsoft suggests that you use a 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi connection or that you have, um, I think it's 10 megabits per second internet, which is below or above broadband speed. I'm not sure, but you do need a solid internet connection to do all of the streaming because you're streaming through the web. And there were a couple of games that I specifically played in my time um, of course, since uh, I'm a baseball fan, I have my Mets hat here. I played MLB The Show 21, which which is on Xbox X Cloud. I mean, I'll, I'll say X Cloud a lot, but that's not the official name. It's officially called Xbox Cloud Gaming. But I played um, MLB The Show 21 on X Cloud X Cloud on Windows 10, and you know what really disappointed me is the loading times because right now. Cloud gaming works with Xbox Series, uh, Xbox One S consoles, and not the new next-gen consoles. So you're waiting quite a lot to get games to load. Um, MLB The Show it takes even two minutes to load from the menu to to where you're actually playing the game, and it's really disappointing. But I know Microsoft is working on the um, to upgrade the server blades. I think you might know a little bit more about that. Yeah, um, I mean, the, I don't know. They were planning initially, and this is before pre-COVID, you know, when supplies weren't constrained in a roadmap, was to uh, start off with Xbox S servers and then upgrade gradually with uh, Xbox uh, One X. Is it One X? Xbox or, Series X and S. Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S uh, servers as well. Uh, and they were also going to do some sort of mesh networking to allow you to actually use your own a device to kind of piggyback off of. Uh, I don't know if that's, I don't think it's part of xCloud just yet, uh, but they were gonna let you. So, I mean, this may be a way to run around. Uh, there's the constraints of the shortages is to let people piggyback off their own current uh, consoles and, and the connections they have for that. Right. But uh, I mean, back to what you're saying originally, uh, I was gonna ask, do you feel like it's kind of cheating to use the uh, hardwired connection, even though this is supposed to be like cloud gaming, so to speak. Well, I mean, if if you really want the, like I said, if you want the best experience, you do want to be hardwired. Everyone that was testing it, I know, um, Brad, Sam, Staro, and even what's um, Tom Warren from The Verge, they all ha- were physically plugged in to their PC when they were streaming. Yeah, I just feel like at that point, though, you're just like, you're you're playing on a piece. Like, what is the cloud part of it? <laughs> That's it's, true. But to, but don't, but to be hardwired in. Don't don't judge me hard just yet, because I, I oh, still I'm, didn't... I'm <laughs> I still didn't finish, because I do have a lot more to talk about, because I did try um, also other games, because you can't just use one game and then say, oh, it's shit. You have to try the, the <laughs> entire scope of everything that they have to offer so i did play also forza motorsport 7 because that is another one of those games that's graphically intense and graphically heavy and to my surprise hello hello that loaded in what was it like a minute less than a minute even so some games are quick and some games are slow to load and it's so what mainly you're saying is sony is sabotaging them <laughs> <laughs> With could, could be could be could be maybe 
But yeah, Forza this, was this quick to Tro- load. This is a Trojan horse. Like, oh, we'll give them MLB, but we'll make it a really crappy experience if people come running back to PlayStation. See what you're doing, Sony. <laughs> Forza was quick to load, and su- New Super Lucky's Tale was quick to load, and all of these other like Xbox exclusive games, they're quick to load. And generally speaking, once you load in and you're you're playing, there's no screen tear, there's no input lag, and there's no latency when you're hardwired. That is, but of course, um, xCloud does support touch, like you were hinting at earlier. And because of that, I, I went beyond just hardwired. And I did play uh, Minecraft Dungeons on my XPS 13. Like I physically folded over the screen and held it in my hands. Um, you guys probably saw it in the thumbnail for the video. And playing on a 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi connection on Windows 10... Um, the experience is a little so-so, depending on what game you're playing. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons is okay. There wasn't that much lag or that much like screen tear or, or input lag. You're using the touch controls, and the controls are tweaked for the game itself. Like You'll see a joystick on the left, and then the A, B, X, Y buttons, they have the control for the game itself. Like um, One is for a sword, and then one is to take your health, and then one is to do inventory. So they've customized the controls for the game itself for Xbox Cloud Gaming, which is not new. It's already li- it's already been like this for months now on Android, but it's pretty nice to be able to like grab it and go and play without an Xbox controller. Yeah, uh, and for anybody who's maybe got a Surface Go 2... Uh, yeah, which is like yourself, little... like yourself. Yeah, uh, again waiting for my invite i'm going to try it out because uh, i know that the xps is kind of a bigger yeah an unwieldy kind of uh device when you can get your hands a little closer and and be able to kind of uh move your fingers a little more freely across the entire surface it might be a different experience so again uh for those uh who have surface goes to because i believe those are the only small ish windows devices these days below uh yeah uh so we'll have to hopefully try that out and see how it touches on that um and when they bring it back in full force to Android again, we'll see how touch works again. If they've made any improvements on it uh, since the last go around. But because uh, I am an Apple person and I also have an iPhone, I did play on iOS um, (laughs) using the the strange workaround that um, uh, Microsoft has come up with where you could add the app as as a shortcut on your home screen. And mm-hmm. once you do that, it loads it through Safari in full screen. So you get the same experience that you have on Windows and other platforms. And there's no telling it apart. And then obviously, you snap the uh, controller in and you pair it with Bluetooth and you play that way. And generally speaking, I would say playing on iOS and Android, there's a lot more lag and there's a lot more like loading and and screen tear and freezing screens and coming back and going forward and having to refresh and losing your place than there is on Windows. I think playing on the web via Windows is more clean and more concise and more of a native experience than it is on playing on an iPhone. Maybe it's because I was hardwired and maybe it's just because I have a good um, Wi-Fi network, but generally speaking, I say the experience is better on Windows 10 than it is on Android and it is on iOS. So what you're saying is they need, they still need some work to work it out across all platforms to get it smooth. Because again, I'm putting this against 
you know, we all laugh about it, but Stadia, uh, I think where they obviously went wrong was the gaming aspect, like the business part of gaming. Like they didn't have the deals, they didn't really put in the infrastructure for it. But the technology is sound. I still play it, I still use it. Uh, I've connected and played it in multiple places. I tested it at work, I, yep. you know, here at the house, on the road, like everywhere I've gone and used different devices, used my uh, Pixel phone, I've used Windows laptops, things like that. And it's played pretty flawlessly on all those things. Uh, and again, this isn't hardwired or anything. So um, looking at you, Microsoft, you need to get the uh, the online aspect of it nailed. Uh, and I think, you know, you obviously have the business savvy to, to keep uh, all the deals and games in place. Just get the technology sound. Pun intended. It's a little bit of hit and miss. Um, so far in, since Friday and Saturday, when I've been playing with it, some days it loads quickly and everything is perfect and I don't have no lag. But like other days, it's it's slow and it it doesn't work the way that it did a couple of hour a couple of hours ago. But obviously, it's not an official product. It's not officially rolled out. It's still in beta. So the feedback that we have here is something that Microsoft will consider and they're gonna try and build it to make it better. Yeah, hopefully, uh, and hopefully they'll. They'll not follow the duo, which seems to be doing the same sort of roadmap of working, not working, working, not working sometimes. Uh, with all that said, I mean, we still have other gaming news. Yeah. Uh, and some of it's not good. Um, we got, uh, we just got information, I believe, later in the week about the Nintendo Switch shutting down. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, what is it? The Xbox Game Pass? Is it was Is that what it was? Every time Microsoft has one of these gaming events, people are looking in the background and they see a Nintendo Switch like on the shelf. So for the last year, there's been rumors that uh, Game Pass might come to Nintendo Switch, but uh, that was a shutdown, as you were saying. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is not. It has been confirmed uh, that it, uh, it's via Twitter. You said. Yeah, via Twitter, um, a video game uh, veteran in a video game industry veteran analyst said on Twitter that Nintendo has confirmed to him that they will not allow other streaming services on the Nintendo Switch, and this is David Gibson, I believe. Yeah. Now we also have to say that they specifically use a phrasing portable consoles. So uh, if if and when you know uh, who knows where Nintendo's going to go with their next uh, console. Um, they could be, I think they're in the middle of a mid-refresh, so we might just get the beefed up Switch, I think has been rumored. Uh, but they may go back to uh, more hardwired uh, or more traditional style consoles and allow it there. Um, so we'll see, uh, hopefully at some point we'll get a Game Pass on a Switch or Switch-like device uh, in the future for Nintendo. Because I think it's, you know, it's they, Nintendo gets the benefit of all of the games that right. they don't cater to, the audience that they don't necessarily have. And Xbox fans or Xbox gamers or people who subscribe to it get the access to hardware right. that Xbox isn't making. So it's, it's a win-win, I think, for everybody. And then there was also some other news about Game Pass, uh, not Game Pass, well, uh, Xbox, is that um, free-to-play games on Xbox no longer require Xbox Live Gold. Which Yay. is something that we talked about a few weeks ago when they were beta testing it, but now it's official. 
Yeah, uh, it's you know we I would say this has been like a decades long thing where people kept asking to <laughs> get rid of Xbox Live for the things that are unnecessary to it, um, like the multiplayer stuff and uh, the free access games and uh, just apps in general. So it seems like Microsoft is pulling a lot of stuff back, uh, and I believe this is part and parcel with the fact that they're getting money for Game Pass itself. They don't need to necessarily nickel and dime us for Xbox Live anymore, where they can just make the revenue up with Game Pass and just keep adding games and keep and they'll probably keep increasing the price. I know you guys are going to hate hearing that, but I'm sure they're going to incrementally increase the price just like Netflix is doing. I think Disney Plus last week or this week has raised their price as well. Oh. Uh, so expect to see Game Pass, you know, with a bunch of features, hopefully, um, xCloud included, uh, probably go up in price and this will be how they circumvent potential lost revenue from Xbox Live. Uh, but enough about Xbox. Let's go on to talk about uh, the Windows 10 App Store, which this is, is getting... why you guys came. Yeah, this this is what everyone is here for. Everyone here is a Windows fan. <laughs> yes, we are all Windows fans, and we are, according to uh, Zach, I believe, got another exclusive over at Windows Central. Uh, the new, uh, which is talking about a new uh, Microsoft Store. Uh, the new store app could uh, deliver major redesign changes and solve the app gap problem uh, that developers and Windows users have long complained about. Um, I believe we had a story uh, that Mary Jo Foley got exclusive about. Uh, this is two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, where Microsoft was shutting down their education and right. business uh, stores, and you know we were trying to see, we were wondering what this what this could mean for. <clears throat> the potential consolidation of a Microsoft store, or if they were going to use stores anymore, if it was uh, even worth the uh, business and headache uh, for them to do it. Now with this uh, rumor coming out, and I, you know, I think Zach has been pretty uh, spot on with a lot of what he's been saying, so I'm, I'm going to take it with the smallest grain of salt. Uh, we're getting a revitalized uh, storefront uh, that's more open to both end users and developers. Part of the plans is to have a visual redesign of the store app itself, uh, this should make it uh, less slow, more visually appealing, and more in line with the, hopefully, the rumored Sun Valley visuals overhauls that we're getting for Windows 10. We don't know what any of those are, as far as the visuals, uh, <laughs> but I do see this as uh, potentially pretty huge, uh, and again, not just, you know, shuffling around pixels on the screen, but the fact that uh, I believe they're going to be undoing, uh, people are going to be able to submit traditional unpackaged Win32 apps. That's the biggest thing here. Aside from the visuals, aside from, like, you know, the, the redesign, the Sun Valley look, which, again, I think is nice. We're getting Win32 unpackaged apps into the store, so people, again, don't have to scour the internet <clears throat> to go find their favorite places. You don't need to necessarily go to Adobe uh, to get your Adobe apps. And I know every time I sign up for Adobe, there's always, like, McAfee always <laughs> pre-checked for me. You don't have to worry about that if you get it from the Windows Store. So these are the kind of things uh, we should be excited about, uh, that they're finally loosening the belt on that. Uh, this again, like you said, this is years of the making. We've been asking them to kind of do this, and I believe this is going back to what I just originally opened with. I believe this is why they got rid of education and enterprise altogether because right. now they'll just have the one store where they can kind of uh, keep security at, at an all time high. Uh, they can maintain it, they don't have to maintain three different stores. Uh, people don't necessarily need to go different places, they can just get all their apps uh, in this one spot. Uh, and I believe Microsoft to make you know a pretty decent penny off of all of these exchanges as well. So I'm excited for it. And there, um, does that mean like we could finally see Teams and like all the Microsoft apps that are missing finally come to the Windows Store? 
that is what I would think they'd need to upload first. Like that, you know, you, you get that home screen and it's always like, oh, here's your social apps and here's your like productivity apps. And you look at the productivity, <laughs> it's all like drawing apps. You're like, where is the office stuff that we needed? I believe this is where they'll have, be able to fill that with all of their apps and they don't necessarily need to rewrite them uh, to even fit their own store needs, which is weird because you would think um, in order to have their own apps, they would have rewrote them first. They put them in the store and say, hey, look at our store. Instead, they said, look at our store. And everyone's like, where are your apps? And they're like, uh, go back to where you normally get them from. And uh, another so, uh, another change yeah. that also um, the, the apps that will be uploaded to the new store, they will not need to be updated through the store itself. The apps could use their own update mechanism and their own content delivery. So apps could be updated independently of the store itself more quickly than you would. Like you don't need to submit it through Microsoft and wait. You could just submit your own app update, which is good for browsers like uh, Firefox and Chrome. Yeah, this leads the way for PWAs uh, even further. So again, this is uh, we're all hoping to hear from Microsoft at Build about this. Uh, I feel like this, I mean, it's a perfect venue for them. Uh, it'll give us hopefully a, a little bit of insight and a little sneak peek into Sun Valley as well. But I do believe it'd be a huge loss and disappointment if they don't mention this consolidation, this app store. Uh, because again, we'll be able to start getting stuff like Firefox, your cloud, Google and all of its apps and stuff like that will be in the store, basically just making it so much easier for people to go to versus having to, again, you know, open up their Chrome browser. This is also one way to circumvent people using Chrome. You can just go to the store to get your apps instead of having to find your browser and then find the place you get your apps from. So uh, they need to talk about, you know, how they're going to do this, how they're going to package these things and keep them secure uh, and how they're going to allow developers to maintain updates, but also how they're going to review the updates before they get released. Yes. Because you would think... Um, even though they've been updated from their own infrastructure, Microsoft doesn't want nefarious stuff to just come flying through onto your device. This means that Sun Valley could shape up to be quite the update, huh? Yeah, this is this is pretty huge. Uh, and again, I want to see what the visual redesign looks like because um, we've seen you know, we've seen the evolution of the, of the store, and it's come a long ways from Windows Eight, but it in some ways hasn't. So uh, I'm hoping to see. And I mean. Aside from any of the visual things, I'm begging you, Microsoft, please, I'm sure you have thousands upon millions of these requests, fix the search engine <laughs> in the store. Because beyond not having the, the right apps, when people put in the right title for the right app, the right app should show up. Uh, I believe that's one of your, the biggest faults in the, in the Microsoft store is the search uh, feature in it. It's pretty subpar. So if you can fix that, I don't even care what it looks like. <laughs> Oh, so why don't you get us into the other Windows 10 news, which is the news and interest in the taskbar. I know everyone uh, has been lit on Twitter about this. <laughs> Here's the drama. Uh, after testing the addition of news and interest on the Windows 10 taskbar with select Windows uh, insiders for the recent month, Microsoft announced uh, earlier this week that the new feature will roll out to all Windows 10 users in the coming weeks. So it's, you know, it's no longer just a, a beta testing. People will start seeing this thing pop up in their taskbar. Uh, the experience will provide live updates about local weather right on the taskbar, as well as stackable updates on the news, sports, stocks, and traffic uh, without requiring users to open any apps. Now, you can go in and, and fine-tune these things if you'd like. You can even get rid of the thing altogether. But I think the fact that um, it's coming to the taskbar, which a lot of people are arguing is already cluttered as is with 
the Cortana button, the search button, uh, the new now your news and weather, uh, Wi-Fi, uh, your speakers things, um, your uh, touch now, touch button, your, your keyboard button, button, your, your inking button, button your keyboard, yeah. <laughs> yeah, your OneDrive. Like it's where are you going to put your apps? That stuff you actually need to work with. Where is that going to fit on this taskbar if you keep putting stuff in it? So, um, yeah, I think that's been the biggest controversy so far is that Microsoft, I mean, aside from that, it, Panos, who's leading Windows right now, also got ratioed on Twitter because he was very proud of it. I feel bad for the guy. Uh, but people were saying that, you know, it's nice that news and features is coming, but Sun Valley and like focus on the bigger things. Don't just give us the pittance of an app and feature when there's so many things that need to be fixed with uh, UI consistency, uh, just, um, I mean, they had that, what is it, the, the cumulative update last week that like broke, broke uh, gaming. gaming. And, yeah, yeah. So fix the, the basic stuff before you start uh, allotting all of this like new stuff and new features. I think news and... no one asked for I mean, I know no one didn't ask for news and interest, but I think they're taking a small step towards Sun Valley by including news and interest. Like, I know the hub, I, I used it on my Insider PC where I had it. It's 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 really nice. It looks nice. I mean, there's the touch of fluent design and everything blends in very nicely. I see it as a preview of perhaps what's to come with Sun Valley. I mean, maybe they'll change the taskbar in Sun Valley and change the start menu. And then all of a sudden, news and interests will line up with that. You never know. Yeah. Uh, again, I am not uh, anti-news and interest <laughs> at all. Uh, I like it. I even like it when you click the actual... Um, full layout of it like it right. looks cool yeah. in the truncated like you know taskbar menu but when you go to the actual web page and see it it has a nice flow it has nice gradients it's got rounded corners all the things that people want in design what i think microsoft needs to do is actually combine uh the search feature with uh this uh, i think they partly do it if you go into search now uh there are times where you can get um local weather local yeah. news those are icons there uh if you want to i think they should just fill that section with your news and interest. Uh, it, again, consolidates what's on the taskbar. Uh, and I also, and this is what I do personally, I know a lot of people, I've, and it really kind of irks me, but it's just a personal pet peeve, is when I see the giant search bar uh, on the uh, taskbar, <laughs> I usually go and minimize mine to just the, the magnifying glass. That's how I save space on the taskbar, because uh, it does the same thing. Uh, so I think if they were to just do that as the default icon, people would gain some real estate back. Uh, and it would be able to, again, stuff this new feature into that. So when people go to look for certain things, they'll at least get a glimpse of that versus having it be a hover over and taking up space in the far right of their taskbar. But Microsoft Microsoft always listens to feedback. That is what the feedback hub is for. And that is <laughs> what they? that is what the uh, complaining on Twitter and tagging panels Panay and at Windows Insider is for. So... There's always hope that it could change and it could evolve moving forward. Just because it's rolling out now in its current state doesn't mean that that is the final state. They always could tweak it like on the server side and, and like add or remove features and make it better. I mean, it's cool, like I said, to, to be able to see the weather, especially if you live in an area. Uh, I know places like Florida, where I'm at in California, the weather doesn't change all that drastically. Right. But I'm yeah. sure if you're in like... Um, uh, further up north, uh, northeast, or if you're in, um, you know, uh, the Midwest, something like that, having that weather down there, you can kind of judge where your day's at. 
before you go outside. So again, that's pretty beneficial, but I think they should toss it into the search functionality and just bundle that entire section, get rid of the Cortana button as default anyway, because it doesn't do very much. And this is you know, basically Cortana again, but in a new face and just put it in the search icon. All right. Well, that said, I think that was our last topic. Yeah. Which uh, means okay. it's time for your favorite section <laughs> the week ahead yes uh so we'll start off with uh the linux uh gui apps in windows 10 we wrote about this um was it last week mid last week or whatever when they started announcing it uh so you should keep a lookout on that uh we're going to you know have hopefully we'll have some of our developers and staff kind of get into what this actually means uh, about you know how effective the Windows subsystem is for Linux and uh, if this changes anything for people who are either diehard Linux users or people who have love Windows but have to develop for Linux. And then all, other than that, uh, like you hinted at at the top of the show, I'm working on my Dell XPS 13 2-in-1 review, which I just got in um, a couple days ago. Um, so far, I know me and you have been chatting about it. I love the 16 to 10 aspect ratio screen. I think more more laptops and more laptop makers need to go with 16 to 10 because it's so like so good for productivity i know three to two is good on surface but once you try 16 to 10 it's hard to go back yeah um i have again i feel i apologize to everyone here i'm so backed up with reviews i got a bunch of stuff i need to get out but my x1 titanium uh lenovo's x1 titanium has the 16 by 10 and I totally agree with you. I think it's the default. It should be the default for most displays. Uh, I know that we all got kind of force fed 16 by nine because they thought all we wanted to do was watch Netflix on our devices, which <laughs> I do watch a lot of and I do watch a lot of YouTube, but uh, I don't mind the, um, the borders on my video if I can get more of my website or more of my web pages uh, viewable. And other than that Dell XPS review, we also have another review of mine, which is MLB The Show 21. Like I said at the top of the show, it is on Xbox Game Pass. And if you're already subscribed to Game Pass, you basically could play the game for free and not have to pay $60. And there is plenty of value in MLB The Show 21. There is a lot you could do. You could, of course, do exhibition games and play like short games between uh, any two teams you could if you're on next gen consoles build your own stadium you have a road to the show where you could um, start off in the minor leagues and make your way up to a favorite team of yours that you want to dream that you dream of playing and then there's my favorite one which is march to october where you you play as your favorite team and then you have uh, certain scenarios that you get put put in every game every so often and you're playing in those scenarios and they put you in like in the sixth inning or the fifth inning and you're pitching or you're batting and you have to try and win for your team. And this is some of the stuff that I'll be looking at in my full review and giving my impressions of the game so far. Oh, and by the way, it is a visual masterpiece. When you're playing this game, it looks like you're watching an actual baseball game on your TV. Uh, I just want to, I haven't played a baseball game forever, but I want to go back to the times where I could like jack up the prices for concessions in line with <laughs> how good my team was. I just always love to like push the crowd to be like, hey, you know, a hot dog, a beer, like 25 bucks, but we were about to go to the World Series, so are you going to pay for it? <laughs> 
Speaking of in in the game, you actually could hear like the hot dog guy, and you and um the the Met Stadium is at a city field by LaGuardia Airport, and the developers of the game actually coded airplanes taking off and landing. So like you could be in the middle of a night game, uh, I mean sorry, a day game, and you see airplanes landing and flying in the sky while you're at bat. It's really amazing, and they even coded like some of the walk up songs that baseball players listen to. Well, that they use when they come up to bat, you could sometimes hear some of the non-copyrighted songs play while you're coming to take a bat. It's really amazing. You know, be even more amazing is if we got this like, you know, we always talk about extended universes in the movies and stuff like that. But what if MLB was part of the like flight simulator extended universe? Really <laughs> to kind of, you know, if you're playing a game and I'm playing flight simulator, I can fly over your game at night or whatever and see that that'd be kind of cool <laughs> you have an idea there for the flight simu- next flight simulator I mean, on them. It, would, it would require too much money and too many cor- uh, too much cooperation from companies with uh, invested interest in not doing that <laughs> but it was a cool idea I thought <laughs> well I think that said that is our last topic of the show today yeah like I said I have a couple reviews I will promise anything anymore because I'm not delivering I again apologize but there should be some hardware reviews coming from me, uh, friend Lenovo. Uh, we got some uh, information about some new laptops coming out. Uh, we'll be writing about that this week as well. Um, yeah, I think that should be it on my end. Uh, so with that being said, uh, if you uh, want to talk to us, catch up with us, yell at us, ask questions, or even be on the podcast at some point, you can reach out to me at Minehead1 on Twitter. Uh, that's Minehead1. And for my co-host? Uh, a back Jordan. Yeah, uh, and if you want to catch any news, don't want to necessarily go to our website, uh, you can go to our Twitter feed, which is on Microsoft on Twitter. Again, it's a great place for, uh, again, not just my writing and uh, ours writing, but you know we have tons of talented uh, journalists there that write about all kinds of other stuff. So if you're a Teams person, uh, it's got you, and we got some developers on, on hand that write up some great stuff. So visit the Twitter there as well. All right, uh, thanks for watching, everyone. Hope to see you again soon. Same place, same time. Yeah, again, stay safe, wear some masks, and uh, we'll see you guys on the other side. All right, take care. <laughs>